I want to Welcome start back with to the point what business you're podcast. currently doing where you're at In this now. episode, so we talk to Lacey Sabba, who is really on your go-to girl. Mix between, um, Lacey image, speaks to us about combating sort of critical thoughts, mirror work, which is a tool to build self-confidence, yeah, and how she helps businesswomen make an everlasting impression in their own world. She discusses how her business helps support women in the workplace, and we talk about what women feel most. So I first started styling in Melbourne, so I was... Basically, I was one of those kids that was like 18, get out of here. Mm-hmm. So I went and travelled in Western Europe and the UK Cool. for six months on my own. I just like wanted to push what? myself in the deep end. And I think like I was not a 15-year-old yeah. where I was like, or like three-year-old where I was like, I'm going to be a stylist. Yeah. You know, like it just came to me as feeling quite out of place in high school, mm-hmm. um, like bullied in high school. Yeah. And then I sort of found as a way to express myself was like through sewing things or just creating things like I did was making hair scrunchies for myself I was a lot a much more alternative back then so it was like little <laughs> brooches or like all these bits and pieces yeah so when I went traveling overseas it was just like I all my eyes opened up there yeah. was just so much inspiration around me um and when I got home I just knew that I had to go and study styling so I literally came home for three months, save some money, mm-hmm. and then went to Melbourne to study styling. Yeah, um, and it's really it's really interesting because when people think generally think of a stylist, they either think that it's a, like a, a luxury um, a luxury for people to have, mm-hmm. whereas I feel these days it's more like a PT, mm-hmm. but for yeah. a coach through image or through style and personal yeah. brand. Um, so when I started styling in Melbourne, I went through a couple of courses and my mentor then took me on to work for her, right? which gave me huge opportunities. But the big part about that was I always felt like there was a gap. There was something that I wanted to fix. Women were coming in being like, no, I just hate my tummy. I hate my mm. arms. I must cover everything. And my job is like at that point of like, not covering, just showing you the right cuts and styles and mm-hmm. this is your body shape and here's your rules. Yeah. But it seemed like there it was just a Band-Aid fix. Right. You yeah. know, like it just yeah. seemed like I was helping them there, but then they'd come back next quarter yeah. to get more clothes. And it just didn't seem very fulfilling for someone to have to keep coming back yeah. over and over. Yeah. Um, What's that teacher man to... What's it? Teach a man to fish, or the difference between teaching them to fish versus actually giving them the sustenance for yes. like an hour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it wasn't. You know, I started doing this when I was like twenty. So if I, I was working for her for about five years, and in that time did like editorial styling, mm. was doing fashion week twice wow. a year, which was like hectic. Got my adrenaline. Like I <laughs> loved that so yeah. much, but it wasn't as rewarding as dealing with everyday people individuals yeah yeah like actually making a difference yeah you know um but the reason that I do what I do now in my business is I suppose working as a stylist for five years I thought that I sort of had it all together I was Mm. confident I knew my style I was you know had my ABN and I was getting these jobs Mm. through fashion week separately from my job and it was all sort of flowing and then um a breakup happened and I was in this place where I didn't want to see my friends anymore. You know, when I was trying to do my makeup, you know, as we know, the winged eyeliner, which I'm trained as a makeup artist, so I could do it. Doesn't mix with tears though. No, it doesn't. (laughs) But it got to that point where I was like, the symmetry was so important that I would punch the mirror and just be bawling my eyes out. It just got to this point that I just thought that I wasn't worthy for Mm. anyone. And when I was in Melbourne, it sort of made me 
decide to move back home because mm-hmm. I just miss my family and I pretty much pushed everyone away in yeah. Melbourne. Um, and it was still a rough time coming home. But then I discovered this work, I discovered personal development, but then I also discovered this book called Mirror Work by Louise Hay. Ooh. And this threw me into a whole different process of like my whole world opened up. It's like personal development. Why didn't I learn this in school? Like why? And this mirror work now that I've embodied it, I embodied it for six months and go through it with my clients in the coaching Yeah, because it's such a huge part of getting, building that inner self-confidence, but also acknowledging and accepting who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Both visually, but also the person that you are. Mm. So I feel like the personal development sort of brings that stuff out of you. The trauma, the inner child that helps you to go back and see certain things that you maybe didn't realize affected you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was sort of like that point that I was like, oh my goodness, like this is going to be how I change it. So I'm not the typical stylist because um, most of my, most of my sessions are over three month period with my clients and I take them through this, um, through the process of like an awareness stage for them to be aware of the thoughts that pop up because that internal conversation that we have with ourselves is so important. So, yeah. Yeah. And even at some level of awareness, we still don't even know what thoughts are coming up. It, it takes a really long time, I think, to, to be that aware. Um, but I really, really truly believe that when we're in that awareness, then we can start to move into self-acceptance. Mm-hmm. And from self-acceptance, we then move into being an inspiration and creativity because then we're in a place where we can discover our style, discover more about who we are. And I'm I'm a believer that we connect to our clothes. So to ignite your confidence, that can be done through clothing and makeup, Mm -hmm. but not by cloning somebody else and sitting in comparison and by, by creating that from what lights you up, what you feel congruent with, what what you love, what you don't like, your passions and being able to actually do that, execute it. You feel confident then being able to get to that point. Yeah. I Mm. think think it's super interesting how you say we don't learn it at school. Like why don't we learn self-confidence at school? It should be a whole subject. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Like that's like in my five-year goals. Like I want to be able to speak at schools, Mm -hmm. to talk about mirror work. I'm writing my own book around mirror chats right now. Amazing. And it's called It's Safe to Look in the Mirror. Yeah. Because the biggest thing with women – all women, all ages, it's like as soon as you see your reflection, we have to pick out something horrible mm. that, that we're not happy with. Yeah. Like imagine if that first thought was actually just something beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's often not though. It's like this constant Critical. work. Yeah. yeah. Constant work to, to check ourselves. Yeah. Which you can't blame, which you can't blame anyway because, um, you know, like you look at society. Yeah. And like women you know more to be like seen not heard and yeah so there's lots of like generational things that we're rewiring yeah that doesn't come necessarily from our immediate families or yeah completely our childhood yeah yeah big conversation yeah huge i love it what are you guys what are, what's been going on we just <laughs> well, we kind of just yeah. covered off what Lacey does yeah yeah um to sum it up, I think it's right up your alley. <laughs> we didn't talk about you, actually. Oh, so okay. It's a good bit where we slagged you off. No, oh, no, no, no. Great. I'll, I'll be sure to listen to that. Um, yeah. um, um, no, Lacey was just saying, basically, you know, the core thing being that we're not taught self-confidence and that sort of thing. And yeah. the, the first mm. thing that comes to mind is a critical Absolutely thought. Absolutely right. Yeah. No, definitely. What, like, 
like, like we always think of something negative. You yeah. Know, if we see yeah. our reflection, like yeah. it's always what comes up rather than something more positive. Definitely. Um, and that's like some change that I want to make to schools like for in the sure. next five years to be able to speak. Yeah, and, yeah. and I was just saying like I'm writing my own process around mirror work. Okay. So mirror work is like a, a, a tool basically of how you build your self-confidence yeah. by accepting the person that you are visually, but also through body image that way. Yeah. And then just the person that you are. Yeah. I was having a really interesting um, discussion with a friend the other day and they were saying like, I, I forgot what we were watching, but it was like a movie. Oh, it was a um, Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Mm. Um, he like meets himself essentially. And then they were like... Enemy. Yeah. Enemy. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. And they meet themselves. Um, and obviously he recognises himself and he's like blown away mm. but um, I was talking about it with a friend I was like I don't even know if I'd recognise myself because like when I see myself in the mirror I'm tearing apart this and that and this and that and you don't do that to mm. other people so like would I do that to someone who looks like me or would I be like yeah. oh that's that's a cute nose. Yeah, she's got, yeah, like, she does that like a different really well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that. Um, but, um, yeah, you, like, see that person. It's like, oh, am I seeing myself without tearing it apart because it's not mm. me? Like, And it takes time. Like, yeah. when I immerse myself in that, like, I sort of, like, rushed through it the first three mm. days and then I bawled my eyes out for five days doing it wow. afterwards. Yeah. Like, every – it becomes a practice. Mm-hmm. So it becomes, like, a daily practice mm-hmm. that – you do not something that you just pick up and then stop again Mm -hmm. but it's something that supports you that you really have your own back that anywhere you go you can pick up your phone and look at yourself in there and have a conversation to bring the emotions from a thousand k's an hour back down to where they need to be at like 30 40 k's an hour um that's why i really like see the power in that mirror work and just from louise louise hey she had that one process and now i've been able to research of like other people that have looked into mirror work so also, since I've been able to implement it with my clients, like they give me, like they teach me as much as I teach them. Yeah, yeah. So they give me so much feedback that helps me come up with other ways mm-hmm. that's going to help them yeah. so I can put it in my book that's, you know, then people get to pick like one of five ways that it can work, not like yeah. this is the only way. Definitely, mm. yeah. Because um, I don't ever think it's a one size, you know, one size fits all. Oh, definitely yeah. not. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think I have these conversations with my friends all the time and literally today, like this morning, my friend was saying I had a really bad body day yesterday. And the first thing that came to my mind was like, oh, I should compliment her. But I was like, I'm just going to listen to the rest of her conversation mm. before I do. And she was immediately like, and it really pisses me off when my friends are like, but at least you're small. Like, okay, that invalidates my feelings straight mm. up. Like yeah. I, I know that I'm like, you know, fit or, um, or whatever it is. She hasn't mm. been to the gym in two months or whatever for good reason. And it's like her critical body thoughts are, you know, they're going to be temporary, but you're like, oh, I just tried to fit into new pants for work. And it's like, I know I'm not a size, you know, eight anymore and I need to accept that, but it's depressing to see the numbers. Mm. She's like, how do I, like, I'm not sure how to get back up to that. But the worst part is when your mates are like, oh, but at least you're tiny. Like, at least you're just like Mm. a little whatever. And it's like, okay, well, that makes me feel shit because you think I'm small, but you don't see me naked. (laughs) Like, you don't see what I look like under the clothes. You see that number. And that number's so bizarre anyway, because literally, I'm wearing like a tiny skirt right now but like I tried on like a size 12 pants the other day and they just like did not fit me at all but I was like (laughs) (laughs) well I made up this I made up the quote of like it's not your body it's the clothes Mm. you know like women get overwhelmed and will cry in change rooms because of how much they rip themselves apart about the number or the letter at the back of their clothing and like fuck that like Mm. just be able to take it like 
try all the sizes just look at what fits best and what makes you feel really good and then then the whole shopping experience changes Mm. um that's another reason why i implemented mirror work because obviously in change rooms there's mirrors right so yeah (laughs) yeah, always but at least like maybe then they have a process that they can use and then they're not hating on their bodies exactly it's like i just picked the wrong thing yeah that's as simple as that yeah Without getting so like caught up in the emotions of it, yeah, like I feel that that really helps to just bring things back down. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. Um, when it was like after a breakup, so I was like high on all these different kinds of emotions. I was in like mm-hmm. my confident but not quite confident stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had like a, I did like a personalized like shopping experience kind oh, yeah. of thing. Um, and it taught me so much. Like, mm. she just um, helped me with, like, she dra- grabbed a bunch of things. She'd gone to the shops before and, like, went through and found some things that she was just like, I think this will work. But then she was just, like, throughout every step of the moment, like, every step of the process, she was, like, remind me how to be kind to myself and stuff like mm. that. And I was trying on all these clothes that I'd never tried on before. Mm. And she was just like, oh, that doesn't look – like, that's not it for you. But mm. that's not a problem because that looked banging. Like, and yeah. you don't have to buy that. Just no. because it's the, the freaking models wearing. Like, mm. it's not suited to your body. It's not suited to your aesthetic. So, like, why are you pushing for it mm. in your mind? And it was just, like, mm. so enlightening because now I will go to the shops and just, like, try on whatever I want and then yeah. kind of laugh about it if it looks like absolute shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I did this morning with my client. Yeah. Is, like, take them shopping and, and, and go through those things. But... I'm very much about like you can wear anything you want. It's about learning how you can manipulate those outfits mm. so that you feel like you're in balance or you yeah. feel like you're put together. Uh-huh. Because when I was going through the process, you know, 10 years ago of like going through all the rules and giving it to them, like mm. it just didn't seem like a, a complete solution. Yeah. It seemed like so like people had to fit into a box. And that's the biggest thing I get from my clients. They're like, I just need to know what box to fit into. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, ta-da, there is no box to fit into. Like yeah. you get to create your own world. Yeah. And they're like, what? what? Really? <laughs> like, I have the permission to wear whatever. I'm like, yeah. Right. And they're like, yeah. Oh, it's like this whole new concept, yeah. but also such an empowering one mm. because then they're like, all the rigidity is gone from these rules around what they can wear or what they couldn't wear or what's not, not appropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even one of my friends in Queensland, she's a, a stylist as well, and she found this little top that gives like shows maybe like a centimeter of her midriff, mm. and she's like banging, mm. like great body. Mm. But even that's irrelevant, you know. She thought, is that age appropriate? And she's like, okay, right. like yeah, of course it's yeah, age appropriate. It is, like yeah. I'm not showing like so much skin, like, and she's very like classy as well. So mm. I can imagine that it's you know nothing you know huge or yeah. out there. Um, so it's just interesting that, you know, when we can recognize those thoughts or those beliefs mm-hmm. that we put on ourselves to take that step back, slow down, take three breaths to recalibrate, to go, is that my thought? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I choose that or can I make something else up? Because yeah. you can make something else up. Mm. It just takes that time yeah, to slow exactly. down enough. Yeah. So I'm curious, and how does that translate into the business coaching side of things? So you work with women primarily, is that you don't work with men on any level it's really interesting because i market to women but i could work with anyone the reason i like working with business women is because of that element of being able to solidify what their style is their personal brand Mm -hmm. to then create content Mm -hmm. so face to camera content predominantly i talk about instagram and linkedin Mm -hmm. 
But I think because they're the two platforms, I think really benefit from, from video content yeah, yeah. Um, and is more business based. Um, but also like encouraging them to get into podcasts or do events, mm. live events and, and speak and wherever that journey, whatever that journey looks like for them. Yeah. So I suppose that's where the business part comes into it. Yeah. Um, of just being able to coach them through like what that caption needs to be, what, how they can create impact with that video, not just on the hamster wheel of creating content, yeah. getting nowhere, mm. because I know what that felt like. Like I was there two years ago creating so much content and it was great. Like, mm. In the later half, six months of the year last year, because it had more impact than what I was doing, mm. like I quadrupled my or my community on Instagram. And I, I don't have any huge numbers, but I have a very engaged community. Yeah. High quality. Yeah. High quality. Yeah. High quality. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So um, I think that's where the business part sort of comes into it for me because I keep looking up. Like, obviously, they can't see me looking up. But <laughs> for me, like looking up, I just like see all everything joined together. And it's like I... I get creative of how it works together. Mm. Like even me doing networking, you know, encouraging them to go to those things mm-hmm. on their own to build their business, mm. you know, building those referral partners that they can have other relationships with other women yeah. in business, other men in business that are a long term to being a sustainable business, mm. not short term in the chase of some sort of urgency and dopamine hit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I really like that. <laughs> That's cool. No, I like that. It is, it is a lot. The instant instant gratification for men and women these days in you know buying that outfit that looks great for that one event and then later being like oh it doesn't fit like i must have put on weight i'm gross i like ew would i let myself go yeah yeah. um and then coming back a year later after you know you've gotten out of lockdown or something gone back to your normal routine and it doesn't fit now because it's too loose or whatever yeah it's that instant gratification of i want it now and i want it to work right now to satisfy that dopamine hit Mm. and then later not having the longevity or the, the mental training to be able to keep an open mind I think super interesting yeah and I think you know when I was just just helping with style like just doing wardrobe audits Mm. and just doing shopping expeditions it's very easy for women to want to do a shopping expedition because they get to spend money and buy things yeah so if you can like that was where my my desire was to go into it deeper some women just don't want that but that's Mm. because they're afraid to go there Mm. That's all. Whereas if they went there, they would have a longer-term solution. Yeah, I get you. And save more money in the long run as well because they would really understand what they want, what they need, and how to fill the gaps in the wardrobe Mm -hmm. and then how to pick the things that that really connect with them more than just for the sake Mm. of it. Mm -hmm. I do follow someone on Instagram. Her name's Jess with Less, and she's, like, very minimalist, um, very, like, I guess conscious of the environment is her thing. Mm. But she has, like like I want to say like 20 in total pieces of clothing Mm. and she just has this like way of just like understanding how they style each other and like what to wear on different like days how to layer it so it looks a little bit different every time like it's so cool (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I could live with 20 items (laughs) I'm like in awe of like good concept though yeah right Mm. it's just so cool (laughs) and it is like it is possible like having a capsule wardrobe it's like For me, I think it's hard because of the creativity and I really do believe it's a way to express yourself, Mm. Um, especially in business. Like you should be able to walk into the room and they, people know what you do without opening your mouth, Mm. you know, not only that, but making an everlasting first impression Mm -hmm. that if they saw you in a different scenario or a different event or a social environment, they would know who you are Mm, and it instantly builds that relationship Mm -hmm. without even having to talk about your business. That's the power I think of your image 
And when you feel confident in it, you will just, you see that. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter what size you are. You, you see a confident woman, you see the confidence. It's in yeah. her energy. It just yeah. radiates Definitely. from everything. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's the point. A lot of the time, especially when social media, you know, came out and maybe five years ago was more about being that polished and the mm. body image and all of that. You know, I think some people got a bit lost because the comparison was so real. And comparison's the biggest killer of confidence because mm. you're constantly comparing all the time and the judgments build. Mm. So I think when you can sort of remove yourself from that and really know yourself by going a little bit deeper, then you don't feel the need to do that so mm. much. You don't feel the need to put down other women or have the bitching sessions. You know, yeah. like there's so much of that. It happens in workplaces today. Yeah. You know, one of my friends, um, try to be a little bit careful so one of my friends works for you know a government place yeah and she's got a side hustle that is a business mm. but they don't want her to have the business because it's like it seems to me my assumption is that they don't they feel like she's going to leave yeah and they want to know that first but how can you treat somebody like that in the workplace especially in government <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah like you know and i'm like there's ways around that, surely. Like, why mm. can't we have those open conversations? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why does that manager have to be so horrible? Mm. Yeah. Female, female. Yeah. yeah, like pushing them down. Well, yeah. 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 Like, that's such an interesting concept because these days, especially with COVID, but I think nonetheless with, you know, social media and the yeah. way that you can basically sell anything that you create or produce via something like Instagram it's absolutely ridiculous to think that someone wouldn't have something else, you know, another stream of income on some, in some respect. Yeah. Yeah. I find that blows my mind as well. And it's just very like caging people, like locking them in. It's very old school. Very old school, but it it shows that the culture is still around after all of this time. Yeah. You know, all the big things, even like, are you okay day and whatnot, you know, like we've got big things out there now, but it still happens. Mm. There is still so much change and, I think I really do believe it. It comes from like women's minds of that whole competition. Mm. Like, where's the the communi- uh, the collaboration and the community side of things? That leads us to be more confident mm. than yeah. it does to be slandering each other left, right, and center. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. That must be a massive sort of challenge to overcome in your business, like pushing people to sort of realize it to begin with and then sort of overcome that is it like a fear you feel they need to overcome yeah yeah generally it's like limiting beliefs yeah and the limiting beliefs are around how they need to look mm. um what they need to wear how they need to be yeah like that's really where it all is but because we work together over three months, they sort of know that there's more to it. And generally, like, I'll, I always do a free style strategy call for, with anybody. So for f- uh, 15 to 20 minutes so that they feel that they can action something from that call to get them on their path. Or if they want, then they can book in and then we do the three months. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning, it's more just me asking questions and asking the right questions. So the information is pulled out they realize it before I even say anything. Yeah. So they get there themselves. It's not me going, this is what this is, this is what that is. It's really just asking better questions. And after doing it for so long, Mm -hmm. I know how to get them deeper. It's just sometimes there might be a pause and then I'll just ask them, what was that? Because they know they don't want to go deep. Yeah. But it has to happen. Mm -hmm. And if not, well, 
we just rinse and repeat the same conversations really until yeah. they can get there. Yeah. Um, I still move into doing the wardrobes in the shop, even if they've got a lot of work to do, but that determines whether they stay on them for six months or nine months or a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's up to them what, what the, the value that they're getting from it. And if they see the changes, yeah. um, and yeah, I suppose if they want to keep keep going and deeper on that level, because mm-hmm. cool. we can get those triggers anywhere mm-hmm. from things that come up for us. So yeah. um, it's important work, and I know that there's other businesses out there that you know just solely focus on that, mm. which is why I build like partners in my business because if I see my clients, you know, got a lot of trauma there, and she's are really emotional yeah. well then I want her to go and see someone that can really hold her in that space mm. I'm always going to be there to hold space for conversation mm-hmm. but I don't have all of those skills as like say a psychologist or mm. more of a life coach in a sense to really go to that trauma part yeah um, yeah yeah for or, your own safety as well yeah yeah, yeah. like there's t- like a certain degree that I can get to mm-hmm. but it's more about like I was mentioning before in that awareness phase so getting them to realize what's going on, then yeah. they can make those decisions from there of what, what they need. Mm. Mm. It almost sounds like uh, people say like, oh, I'm, I'm going to like shopping therapy. Like I need to go to the shops and like, but this is like actually like healthy shopping therapy that goes beyond <laughs> shopping. Just retail, yeah. Like, yeah. Retail therapy. That's it. But like, yeah. 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 I think so. It's yeah. And just going about it in a different way. Like it's going to save more money in the long run. We look at things in the wardrobe, so it all pieced together. Mm. And then we also look at the business image. How do you want to be portrayed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like how most businesses, you guys would know, like as you scroll, like there's so many things you scroll past because it doesn't oh, yeah. stand out enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People aren't sharing their message. They aren't sharing their story. They're not mm. giving the reasons why. Mm-hmm. And it's the biggest part, but also that image side of things. You could have all of those things, but if your content isn't standing out, it's not going to connect with people. Yeah, yeah, sure. And that comes back to like how you put your makeup on, whether you wear minimal makeup or intense makeup, mm. like that adds to your mm. personal brand mm. that yeah. makes you stand out apart in your industry mm-hmm. from, from the other people. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Do you think it should be an effort that someone puts in on their, like, I guess if you're looking at it as a whole wheel, what percentage of that wheel should we be spending on how we plan to be perceived by other people if you have a business where you're facing individuals yeah I suppose like I always talk about it if if you don't make effort for yourself Mm -hmm. and your clients can't see that Mm -hmm. then how are they meant to trust you that you're going to make the effort for them Mm. so it doesn't I don't think there's a level of amount of makeup that should be put on or certain styles Mm. that should be worn I love it when things are so unconventional outside of what their industry is yes um so I actually put it in minutes. Like if you, you can spend 15 minutes on yourself in mm-hmm. the morning, like that's a decent amount of time to put some effort. Yeah. But when you build those skills, it's just like anything. Once you build those skills, it becomes quicker and quicker. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. I remember you know? in high school when they're like, don't wear makeup and you spend like half an hour trying to get that minimal makeup yeah. look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was useless. I was like black eyeliner. Yeah. <laughs> well, now me a detention. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's a lot quicker because you're like, oh, oh yeah, this, this is this my brand. Driving. I know how to do it. Yeah. And, and it's you like, do. Like, yeah. It's sort of a choice. I always talk about it like 
I could service my car if I wanted to, yeah. but I choose not to go and learn that skill because that's not something I really want to do. So yeah. I pay someone to do that. Yeah, yeah. And they so rip you up. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's happening. I literally just came out of a service that cost oh me God, way yeah. too much. Oh. I went, I'm going to talk about it because I'm triggered. <laughs> I have to take it back. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm actually getting like nervous palpitations from getting having to take it oh, back because no. I'm like, ah. <laughs> well, it's scary when you don't know, but like, I suppose that's why I really, like I don't want my clients to stay with me forever. Yeah, I'm like go flee the nest. So I just can tramp. Like I get to champion you. Yeah, like, yeah. from the side. Yeah, and as, as they grow, but it's that choice whether you want to build that skill mm. or not. You can keep complaining how long it takes you to get ready that you can't be bothered mm. making an effort, which is a load of BS because mm. everybody wants to feel good. Yeah, and I really believe that when you look good and you think you look good, you feel good and you yeah. make good decisions. Yeah. yeah, in your business, in life as a human yeah 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 you know it's very so it's a choice on whether people want to build that skill but it's it doesn't take a lot Mm -hmm. it really doesn't and do you know the funniest thing women we're so intuitive Mm -hmm. so if we actually just slow down enough and got rid of that rigidity and the limiting beliefs women know what to wear for their bodies yeah they actually do yeah it's just that they get clouded mm. and, yeah. and sometimes they find it hard to find the inspiration of what they want to wear. So they get stuck in the cloning of people. Mm-hmm. Um, the inspo from un- unattainable sort of visual. Yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, and, and that can be great, but you're looking, you want to look at the social media for inspiration, mm. not to copy in comparison. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. Instagram and Pinterest, I think, are the key ones that I've come across for like outfit planning and that sort of thing. Not that I spend a lot of time yeah, doing it, but yeah, I'm a fan of a physical. So like every oh, maybe yeah. like every three months, I used to do it more often when I wasn't so busy. But about every three months, I'll sit down with magazines and like an A3 card, and then just do oh, my whole mood yes. board, cut and stick, yeah. cut mm-hmm. and stick. I've got one mood board. And- really pretty yeah <laughs> well it's great because like i just say like if you want to revamp that look mm. don't rip anything off just chuck pictures over the top, the top. and you yeah. just it, it really shows your life then all these layers that happens in the evolution of what we do yeah 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 what importance would you place on having someone actually put in practice your advice because i think you mentioned before it's easy enough to have you know, the conversation, a 15-minute conversation, give them a takeaway, but how important is it that they actually go away and do it and maybe put together, like, a physical mood board or something like that? I, I think it's so important. The whole mood board process is one that women want to skip over, mm. but that's where the inspiration, the discovery happens, that things can start to unfold. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time, just like even if you go to events, if you don't take action and you don't yeah. take massive action, you're not going to go anywhere. But the biggest thing is if you can make the 1% changes over an entire year, you have a 37% change overall. So it doesn't take that much, but it's about taking that aligned action step by step each day. Yeah. Sometimes we overcomplicate the task, but really it's like left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, left mm-hmm. foot. Um, and doing that mood board process is just super important, really. And just sitting in that awareness of the thoughts. You know, walking to the mirror, being completely honest with yourself mm. and aware of what that first thought is that pops up, mm. because you start rewiring as soon as you can, as soon as you can see that and embody that and mm-hmm. feel it. Um, I also love the obviously the the mirror chat process. It's about speaking to the mirror um, and really embodying a an affirmation for the week. But for me, I teach my clients about using the affirmation of "It's safe to be" rather than "I am." 
Okay. Yeah. Because I found that if it was an I am, sometimes we feel it's so outside of us that we're like, I am, I am, I must be. Yeah. You know? Whereas, like, when we can go to it's safe to be, I don't know about you guys, but you instantly feel a bit of security Mm -hmm. in your body. So then, like, the one that I use myself a lot is it's safe to be myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I can keep being me. Like, Mm -hmm. it's okay. You know, certain things happen in life Mm -hmm. where maybe we're like, and it stunts us for a second. But me being able to use that one, you know, is great. Some people, some women, it might be it's safe to feel. Mm -hmm. It's safe to be confident. They might think it's intimidating and they don't want to be confident. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like friends saying it as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a bit more gentle. Mm -hmm. Feminine tunes in a little bit more. Yeah. So, like, those steps of implementation, you know, is exactly what I get my clients to do in, you know, a roundabout way. Um, And the mirror chats is just so powerful to, you know, when was the last time you actually looked at your Mm. eyes, yourself in the mirror without picking at something or doing your makeup or brushing your teeth? Like, we don't do it. Yeah. So, no wonder we're leaving the house feeling so much self-doubt when we're not even connecting with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find that super interesting because it is – it's funny, though, old – I find it old school now and like being a mid twenties back in my teen years, they give you a lot of this, you know, um, older women will give you advice, look in the mirror and tell yourself, Oh, you know, um, I am beautiful. I am this, I am safe. I'm smart. I am whatever. Mm. And it's still valid to use those, you know, what do you call them? Reassurances. Affirmations. Affirmations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but sometimes if you don't believe it you've kind of lost it it's almost like mm. when yeah if you're trying to meditate or something and you you can either label a noise as a distraction and see what it is or you your part your um thought path goes on this tangent yeah and you can't bring yourself back same i reckon in the mirror if i looked at myself and said i'm beautiful i'm like i don't believe that that's ridiculous yeah. Yeah. for me it's got to be different yeah and that was like the the lack of connection i was feeling like yeah. i had i am post-its all over my mirror that I'd be there like I'd go through it every day after my mirror chats I'd do it and then there was this disconnect where I was like hang on and I started working with a different coach and she was more about the feminine and getting into your body yeah and like I found that's why I wanted to start writing my book because I just discovered this on a whole new level Mm. and even with my clients you know that I have different processes whether they change that affirmation every day Mm. whether they embody it for the week yeah you know, because sometimes when we're in a certain part of our cycle or just in a certain emotional state, mm-hmm. we, we need a bit of time with ourselves to be patient with that yeah. rather than changing it every day. Like there's something wrong all the time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even when you do those like personality online quizzes, you could do it today, be in a really good mood and get this particular answer. You do it tomorrow and you're like, oh, I'm not actually feeling myself today. You didn't realize you were, were feeling yourself yesterday, but Today, the answer is completely different. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I'm not confident. I'm not like all this stuff that I definitely like usually associate myself with. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> and then the quiz turns out, yeah. am I a toaster or a kettle? And you're a kettle. And <laughs> today, like, yesterday, you were the toaster. And it's a breakdown <laughs> No, yeah. but I know what you're saying yeah, in exactly, terms of yeah. like how it can sway yeah, your output. Because then it becomes in the mirror, you're like, oh, she is beautiful. Not me, not right now, but she is. Mm. And it's like, mm. she is you. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and like I feel even like the mirror chat process like it's about the self acceptance mm. but then when it comes to doing mm. like face to camera and creating content or whether it's you getting a photo shoot done or getting videoed yeah. you then can use that same process to pull faces in the mirror yeah. like I've spoken to myself like this so many times in the mirror yeah. because then I know when I go into something I'm not going to be like 
Okay. Yeah. Have I got this wrinkle or have I got this hair yeah. like out of place? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not worried. I'm like, mm, that's how it is. Yeah. So you build that confidence with yourself yeah. to then be able to go and do those things. Yeah. You know, you hear some from some women sometimes and they're like, oh, I just can't do a live. I, yeah. I can't go live. Yeah. But like when you do that, build those skills and become more familiar and accept mm. yourself more, you can go live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because what is the fear? It's like they don't want to mess up. Mm-hmm. They don't want to sound stupid. They don't want to be judged. Mm-hmm. They're like the most common fears that women have about doing face to camera content for their business. Right. Yet we're in a digital world where everything is going into mm-hmm. video and you have three seconds to grab somebody's attention online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, like I think it was three seconds last year. I think it's now like one point one second or something. Yeah, you've got to grab worse. their attention. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. we've got to be creative. Yeah. yeah. Like that's. I think it gives women that chance to step up for their business mm-hmm. or to get lost yeah. and left behind. Yeah. yeah. Like um, it's yeah. really yeah. the the um. It's really the fact of it. Yeah. Mm. So someone else in their industry will stand up and do it and... And then they'll... Go. Yeah. Yeah. Clients. Yeah. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed that episode with Lacey. Stay tuned for part two where we talk about the foundations of Lacey's skill set, which helps women take actions away to put their learnings into practice, including some tips on her own process. We talk about whether you should fake it till you make it or if there is a better way to wear your armour. We chat building relationships instead of looking for sales, and we each tell our own stories of navigating our values, such as imperfectionism, responsibility, and transparency. Shout out to Justin, who put us in contact with Lacey. His episode is episode 19, so if you want to go have a listen, we have a good bunch of laughs and stories to tell in that episode as well. And hope you enjoyed that episode. Drop us a line to let us know if you want to hear from anyone in your circle, and we'll reach out and have a chat.